Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Splattercast with Chucky and CJ. Today we're going to talk about three films under one umbrella, which we have not done before. The Umbrella Corpse. <laughs> not. Uh, the closest we've done is we did um, the Child's Play series. We talked yeah. about that in the past. But this is about Rob Zombie's Firefly um, series, which would be House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and the newly released Three from Hell. We're talking, going to talk about the pros and cons of those, as well as our kind of our early impressions watching them for the first time. Uh, we both have seen them. On several occasions, Three from Hell, we've only seen once, because it's in a very, very short theatrical run. Yes, like, only, like, a couple days. So, let's start with, um, who is your favorite character in Baby. this series? Baby's my favorite character. Do I have to say why? Because she's fucking nuts. Because <laughs> she's fucking nuts. She's crazy. She's, she, like... She plays this innocent, seductive chick in um, Devil's Rejects. A little bit in House of Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Not as much as Devil's Rejects. And then in uh, uh, Three from Hell, Three from Hell, uh, she was just fucking nuts. She wasn't that innocent chick anymore either. She was just loony, if that makes sense. So I really liked her progressiveness through the whole series. And you? Otis. Otis is the most quotable character out of all the films. He's... I think if you look at everything he's done in all three films, he's the most sadistic out of all of them. And he goes really far. Out of the two films, I'll say. And the third one, it's kind of like he's... He's not sadistic. He's, he's kind of toned He's kind of toned back a little bit. I would say back. in House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, he was the main aggressor. I think it's safe to say the last one's more, more baby-focused. Yeah. Then Otis isn't really the focus anymore. Yeah. I agree with that statement. So let's start with House of Thousand Corpses, which was okay. a very... I liked it, and I saw it very early on when it was actually in theaters, but most people hated it when it came out, because it was very violent, disturbing, people didn't know what to make of the film, Yeah, because... He did it all on his own, and he filmed a lot of it, and the studio that did let him film on the lot didn't want it anymore, so they sold it back to him. They thought it was a big pile of shit. And hmm. it came out way before your hostels and your saws that really... So House of Thousand Corpses kind of set the tone... And there are certain characters I love in A House of Thousand Corpses that you never see again. Like Madame Butterfly or whatever her name is. Like, you kind of see her in Devil's Rejects, she but not is, much. She is, but it's a different actress. Yeah. 
and it just doesn't hold the same. The ones I like the most is Earl, mm-hmm. who's the dad. Um, Dr. Satan, because Dr. Satan is so cool. And the Grandpa. Those House of Thousand Corpses? Yeah, they're all in the fir- in that one, and then they're never seen again. Huh. You don't know what happens to any of them. For all you know, uh, Earl and Dr. Satan are still underground at the end of Three From Hell. You have no idea because they never... Go back there. Yeah, then they never show what happens to them. Because I thought the backstory of Earl was really cool. Because Earl is Otis's dad, but not babies. And his dad's a psychopath. And then mm-hmm. Otis's twin brother is in a jar. Yeah. So, and some of Otis's lines in the first one, where he has all these cheerleaders um, tied to chairs, and makes this weird monologue, which he said is the same monologue that uh, Bill Mosley was actually told in his first day of high school gym, hmm. about this is not uh, Mickey Mouse cookie cutter society, and the whole... His whole aspect in the first film, which is a weird to see him with no beard, very yeah. pale, and a really bad wig. <laughs> the wig's really bad in that one. But he's is down on people that don't work for stuff. And the way he carries himself, I consider that he was in the military. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's never been said, but the way Otis carries himself yeah, is really cool. But the opening to House of Thousand Corpses is perfect. Because they all, these, you have this old guy talking to Captain Spaulding in the beginning about some retarded kid that shoves a Planet of the Apes doll up his ass. And Captain Captain Spaulding is basically just in there running the store and the two guys bust in trying to rob him. And yeah. that's when you get to see Sid actually just talk about, take some chicken home to him. Your mama before I have to stick my boot up in you all in your ass. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, he he blows the the guy's head off, and then blood gets all over his clown suit, and he gets upset. And every time you see Sid, he has like a different shirt on, and his clothes are getting dirtier and dirtier. Yeah. And I love the shirt that he is wearing, where it says. If I'd if I wanna hear an asshole, I'd fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And you got uh, from you got those four um, kids that are like driving up there, and they stop there. One of them's from the office. I've never seen the office. The girls are annoying though. Yeah, I don't like the girls. I don't want to go there. I think he might have done that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the whole reason why they're road tripping is to find creepy, exotic places, right? On yes. their road trip. And they're filming about it, I think, or something. They're or writing like, a book. Writing a book, filming, something like that. And, yeah, the chicks in there, there's two girls, and they're like, I don't want to go to it. They're the girlfriends of the two guys. Yeah, and so on and so forth. So they they go in there, and... They're asking about all this weird shit, and most of the weird stuff that's actually in there is actually all Rob's stuff mm-hmm. from his house. That's <laughs> and awesome. They go on this little, like little 
Murder Amusement Park ride. Oh, talk about Lizzie Borden and Ed Gein. Mm. And Ed Gein's actually played by Bill Mosley in that little scene. And they do the whole Dr. Satan thing. And I've always loved that at the end, when they pop out of it, um, Jerry, like, runs out like he's at a metal concert just yelling Dr. Satan and putting his fingers up. The devil horns. I've always found that interesting. And it's just... It's all a good build-up to when they finally meet... Dr. Satan? When they meet Baby. Oh, Baby. Because Baby's just chilling out in the rain wearing a cowboy hat and, like, this weird fur coat thing and really tight yoga pants because for some reason Rob really likes to sex up his wife a lot. I mean, she's pretty. She's even naked in uh, House of Thousand Corpses because there's a scene where that he shot with, like, a camcorder of her fondling her whole body with dead corpses. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. And when they finally met Baby, takes him to the house, and that kind of starts the cycle. The movie has a lot of references to Texas Chainsaw. Yes. And I love his, like, color scheme. And that weird... The black and white and red. Yeah, and... Most of the, like, back shots or whatever, and black and white. And then the only thing that really shows on those scenes is, like, the red from the blood and stuff, which I really liked. Like, it's a good contrast to just having everything in color. What most people forget is this is the first film he ever made. I don't know. So, Well, a lot of people figure that it wasn't the first film he did because it was actually done pretty well. And then the one of the guys gets turned into like a fish. A merman. Yeah. Like, I, the one scene that I really like is the bunny rabbit. Yes. Like, I don't know, it's like Allison in Wonderland type feel to it. I don't know how to explain it. Like, them being, like, the cards or whatever from Alice yeah. in Wonderland hunting down the rabbit. Yes. Like, that's how I felt. And, like, she thinks she's going to finally get away, and it doesn't happen. No, she gets, like, slammed to the ground. and. But that's what... It reminds me of. I don't know why, I, but it just does. I do like the scene that's kind of where the dad's looking for his daughter. And they finally... I, yeah. Well, just because the way that it's shot and they he opens it up and he finds his daughter like hanging from chains. The one thing I have a problem with is like any father would go in there and try and help her and not just stand there staring at her and going like, what's going on? Like, no, she's all bloody. And then he gets Hanged shot up. in the back yeah. of the head. And then the most, what is it, not nerve-wracking, but most intense scene is in that movie, too, with the, the cop or whatever. Yeah. And it has that long silence. Where you don't hear anything until you hear the gunshot. Yeah. And it's like a minute or something. Like, it's a long... I do Period. like the song that they picked for that whole scene. Yeah, I can't remember uh, what it was. It's that I Remember You song. It's like mm. this... Rob's really good at picking songs for the movie. Um, we're going to kind of speed through House of Thousand Corpses because that's one that I've seen more than CJ has. So we'll skip to um, the end sequence. 
where he um, Otis puts on the skull makeup with the, the cross, and they take um, the last surviving girl in the bunny costume, and they put her in the casket, mm-hmm. and then they lower her down into like this. Because isn't she in there with her best friend or whatever, uh, or with, her boyfriend? With, with Jerry. The guy that they uh they skin they skin the top of his head. scalped they scalped like, him is that her boyfriend or yeah. was okay the, so put her in there with her boyfriend but I think her boyfriend was dead yeah they killed him because they stabbed him repeatedly with knives yeah and so she's going down into this hole where there's with like, her dead boyfriend in the coffin with her and then underneath there's like all these people uh underneath there that are also in like bunny costumes and. People swore for the longest time that the old man that she sees first, the first person that shows up down there, was Rob. Everybody Could have swore been. I mean, I don't Rob know. said it wasn't him. He was in the first five minutes, like smashing a pumpkin. Wow. So she goes to this whole tunnel, and then once she goes to the tunnel, she opens this door and sees. It's not what I thought Doctor Satan was going to look like. I thought Doctor Satan was just going to be like some creepy old guy. But this is like, his arms are all bent, and he got all this metal shit hanging from him. It's almost like uh, Bane uh, from the Batman series. You know, like the way that you think he's getting all pumped up with all the gunk or whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, or am I just way out there? That's how it looked to me, like he's only being kept alive because he's so freaking ancient. Almost with a little bit of pumpkin head with the design of the body. Yeah, and also, he also reminded me of, um, oh, what's that movie? Uh, Mad Max Fury Road or whatever, yeah, the, the villain the, in there. That's he kind being of, kept alive by the oxygen that he has. Yeah. The face mask thing. Yeah, that's what he also reminds me of, is the villain in that one. And he's just operating on, uh, I think on her boyfriend, on Jerry. Yeah, several different, like, I think you could almost have everybody down there, because even the girl, they're her like, friend. They're sitting like it's a waiting room, yeah. and all of a sudden, Earl busts through, mm-hmm. Otis's dad, and just, it looks like he has, like, these glasses, like, infused to his flesh, and he takes out the respirator, and all this, like, goo just comes out of his mouth, and then puts it back in. And he has a big fucking axe, and he chases her around, and is chopping at shit. Mm-hmm. And, a- and apparently what I found out years ago is Rob didn't know how to make dummy axes at that point. <laughs> so that was a real axe he was swinging around. Mm. Which makes it kind of... Crazy. Cringeworthy. So this whole time you think she's going to survive. She gets out of the... She escapes from underneath the tunnel. And then she, like, passes out and Captain Spaulding picks her up. And it's at that point that you realize he's connected to the family. Yeah. that but you is don't know how. The Chainsaw reference. The yeah. Chainsaw Massacre where everybody in the town is actually in on it. You type thing. Yeah, type and then feeling. he takes her back to um, the do- house. Dr. Satan. Because she's getting all fucked up. Yeah, because you finally movie. think that... She's safe. She's safe. There is no final girl. Nope. They all die. And then, from that, you have to wait literally like five years, and then Devil's Rejects come out. Which, 
people say is his best film and his most violent film. Which I don't know if it's his most violent. I think 31 might be a little bit more violent. What? Violent. I always get the all these movies like mushed together and like the one scene from uh dawn uh the dust what is that called dust till dawn is that how how does it go from dust till dawn i did say that right i always get all these movies mixed up because some of the scenes from dust till dawn the very first part of the movie is is also similar to the devil's rejects parts where they're um the family's held captive yeah. And stuff inside the hotel room. Yes. Like, I always get that, the, these movies mushed together and a lot of, uh, yeah, and House of Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects mushed together for me. Um, so. So Devil's Rejects, it starts out that everybody's waking up and in this one Otis has like a fucking man beard. Yeah. I love that beard. And everybody's waking up and a shootout. Is how you open up a horror film. Hell the, yeah. The cops showing up. The bad thing is they they kill off Rufus like right off the bat. Didn't they shoot um, the mom, Mama Butterfly, Madam Butterfly? Didn't they shoot her? Or they, they, she gets get... shot once, but then she yeah. tries to shoot herself, but she's out of bullets. Yeah. And Tiny like doesn't die. No, because Tiny saves him in the end. Yeah. Of course, Tiny doesn't. So they have this big shootout, and only Baby and like Otis escape. And of course, like in the first opening credits, they have like Baby's pants almost completely fall down, so you can see her ass. Of course. And then. Sex sells, babe. She acts like she's laying on the ground, and this nurse goes to save her, this Mexican nurse, and she gets stabbed right in the neck. And that's in the opening credits. Yeah. A good chunk of the film, though, is spent in. The segment of Otis, Baby, and these random people in this hotel room that are part of a, like, kind of a Johnny Cash, Neil Diamond kind of band. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the core stuff happens, because they she calls uh, Captain Spaulding, who has a dream that he's sleeping with this really... Beautiful girl was actually porn star Ginger Lynn. And then he wakes up to this really annoying heavy set girl. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That says Come back here, Pookie. Yeah. Pisses him <laughs> off. And he's like, I Go away. Your pookie. Bitch. Yeah. He says bitch a lot in that movie. Yeah. So they're they're at the hotel, and then there's that scene. I know you remember it. It's the the one with the mom and the kid, and where he steals the car. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean you hate clowns? Oh, I was like trying to figure out what you were referencing, and I'm going the through one my whole data bank. Uh, the girl yes, from Halloween. When Captain Spaulding goes and tries to steal the car and the kids in the car. And the kid says, I don't like clowns. And 
Captain Spaulding says, why don't you like clowns? If you don't give me a fucking good reason why you don't like clowns, I'll be back to kill your mom, your dad, and you. Something like that. Which was cool because it was like a slight reference to like the 70s because the mom, Carrie, Halloween, all the like 70s type movies that people remember and yeah. she was from. But when people first watched this movie for the first time, the hotel scene <laughs> and what comes after it rubs some people the wrong way. It does. Because they really, Rob really got, it's very suspenseful. Because you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And it starts with uh, Baby Lures um, a trick to get her to go into the hotel room. And then Otis goes in there. Yeah. And Otis forces the guy's wife to take all of her clothes off. Except for her underwear and just... Yeah, it's a very... It goes a little intense, like when he's putting the gun inside of her underwear. Mm-hmm. I don't like that scene, but that's... If you want to talk about it, go ahead. It's it's a little... In-depth, and then the... The three guys leave. Which, that's the scene I like. And... In the middle of them, them leaving and them... Driving... Uh... Otis takes shot at them for the the music, and call them calls them basically a bunch of fairies, and makes fun of them while Baby's in the hotel room with the two girls, and forcing them to slap each other in the face. Yes. And one of them tries to run away, so Baby throws a knife right into her back, and she drops. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because Baby's like watching all these like. Baby watches happy-go-lucky stuff on TV. She does. She's like a quirky little girl. Yeah, she's like That eight. has sadistic moments. But. And she likes to do the dominance over everybody. You what, don't have to go to the bathroom. I don't care. You could piss yourself right here. You don't which have to. is weird when you compare that to. That seems really tame compared to Otis and the two guys. Because he's they're walking through a desert... And they ask him, well, what are you going to do with us? He's like, well, it's not going to hurt me telling you now. I'm going to kill you. He's like, why? What did I do to you? You didn't have to do nothing to me. I'm going to come out here and get the guns that I buried a couple years ago up here. Mm -hmm. So they try to attack him because they feel they have a two-on-one advantage. And Otis stabs one of them in the knife with, like, this Rambo... Knife like right in the neck, and it just starts gushing out blood, <laughs> and then grabs a stick, <laughs> a big giant stick, and bashes one of the other guys in the face. Yep. And then does one of the best like monologues, I think, and that's um, the whole "I'm the I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work." Yes. Which goes really... That whole scene goes really intense. And I like how intense it is because it goes from that to unintense. With the tootie fucking fruity. Because they go back to the motel room and Otis like jumps in wearing one of the guys' face. Yeah. Trying to be funny. 
and then he they paint the bathroom with the dead corpses, and it says the devil's rejects. Yeah. And the cleaning lady freaks out because I want one of the people like run out into the road and gets hit by the semi truck. Wearing their dad's face, I yeah. think, or husband's face. Wearing her husband's face. Yeah. And Which also has another thing to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, you could tell like some of Rob's favorite movies. And then you got the little road trip with fucking yeah them talking about how much they fucking want ice cream, and Otis is like the wet blanket. There is no ice cream in your fucking future. Then and in then the next, they start scene, chanting "Tutti fucking fruity." And then in the next scene, they're having ice cream. And then she. <laughs> She does the little kid thing where she shoves the ice cream into his nose, and there's like a little bit of a piece of ice cream on his nose, which is good because you can't have like hardcore series the whole time. You have a little bit of levity to smooth it down, and then you're introduced to the. There's a lot of scenes with the mom, but they're kind of forgettable. Yeah, because, well, because but... it's not the same actress. Karen Black in House of Thousand Corpses. Was so strong. De- didn't the deputy dude kill he, Madam Butterfly? He he, I, kill, he he kills her in the jail cell. He jumps yeah. her to death. Yeah. And that's when you get to see that all their names are actually associated with all the uh, Groucho marks. And the cop flips out when this this guy makes fun of Elvis Presley. Yeah. And he flips out, which was kind of. I don't know, This that movie just has, like, this weird twist of your emotions. Because originally you're, you're supposed to be yeah. hating Otis and Baby, and as the movie goes, this arc happens and more characters get introduced. Um, we might be skipping over some, some, some parts, but you can really go watch it. It's a great horror film. And then it gets to this point where you're rooting for Otis and Baby yes. and Captain Spaulding, because you, you find out Captain Spaulding is Baby's dad. Yeah. And then it goes, 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 and they get captured by bounty hunters um, when they've been drinking and smoking weed and having sex with people at this, um, I don't know. Charlie's, like, farm, his little porn little town he has. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's like this whole time you're like, oh, fuck these people. They're horrible people. They don't deserve to live and all this stuff. And then once all this over-the-top stuff starts happening to them. Like, like, you start rooting for them to survive and the deputy to die. Because at the very end, you have... He ties them to the chair, and he literally goes over-the-top with how intense it goes, where the cop is nailing nails through their hands and cutting them and choking them. And then mm-hmm. setting the house on fire. Stabbing them. I mean, there's so much stuff. And it just goes really far, but then they're saved by Tiny. Which is a, like, a giant... Seven-foot monster. Mongoloid? Is that what he is? A I, mon- th- I think that's what it's called. Yeah, a it's mongoloid. a mongoloid. Like Jason. Yeah. But he's, like, the nicest one. Yes. Because even in House of a Thousand Corpses, he's the one that let one of the ladies go. As he's eating cereal. (laughs) Eating cereal, and she's like, I'm just going to leave, okay? And, like, Tiny just waves, bye, (laughs) you know, without saying anything. He's like, bye. And then when she gets captured by Otis, he's like, 
Tony, what you doing? And he goes, oh, <laughs> like shrugs his shoulders. And, and he doesn't really I just talk. love Tiny. No, he, he never says anything, but it's like the shrug your shoulders and his hands go up like, I don't know what I did. What did I do wrong? <laughs> and the ending of it, everybody always wondered how they'd do another one. Because after they escape and are driving away, they get shot with like, so, so much, much bullets. Bullet. Yeah. And now we're going to... We're gonna dr- we're gonna talk about three from hell. So three from hell to give a good expectation on this. It came out this year, and since two thousand five, people have been clamoring for. We want a sequel or a prequel. We want more of Baby and Otis and Spalding, and we got a sequel. But there's good points and bad points about it. One of the really sour points, which really sucks, is uh, Sid Haig, the actor that plays Captain Spaulding, passed away. So they only had one day of shooting with him. So he's in one scene. And he looks very horrible. He looks very sickly in that scene, too. You could tell he was not doing well. The The thing I wish... Okay, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, you want to see it before we talk about it, you should probably stop listening and watch the movie. Turn us off and then come back later. But my whole thing is the way that they killed him off in the movie. The way they killed Captain Spaulding off is what, like, he was euthanized or whatever. Lethal injection. Lethal injection. You don't get anything. All you get, hear him calling everybody is like a pussy or something, and that was it. He calls himself the Antichrist, so the scene kind of reminded me of, like, Manson. Yeah, and, like, that was it. I wish, because somehow Otis got out of prison. Don't know how. I think his, I think his brother or cousin came to... His brother came while he was working on the chain gang and helped him escape. Yeah. I wish that it was almost like him and Spaulding got out together and then he died outside. They could have had it with the people that were hunting them down. Um, It doesn't... Killed Spaulding, but that's not how... It just was like... It doesn't feel like his death even affected any part of the movie. Yeah, not even Baby. Like, I don't know. They didn't even talk about it. I felt like it should have been... One of the things that's missing from this film is emotion. The the brotherly-sister connection, the emotion that they would have had over Spalding, even though Otis's dad isn't Spalding, they still... Had a connection. But there wasn't... There wasn't anything that... There also wasn't any references to, like, what happened to Tiny. Or the sadness that uh, Rufus is gone. And that their mom is gone. Like, everybody's gone. There's just... But then again, they've been in... She's been in prison for so long. So maybe... We don't know when Spalding was killed. In prison to when they got out. Well, they say in the timeline of the movie, it basically, it's within the time frame. It happened really soon. I know it was quick when he got whatever, you know, when they fixed him up or anyway. But I'm saying from the time that, because we only saw like the news clipping type thing. It was probably a month or two, I would say. 
Oh, okay. Could, I was like, it could have been years after. Well, there is a whole, there is a conversation between um, the Wolfman, <laughs> who is who played Doomhead in Thirty One, and Otis are having this conversation because Otis has been chilling. In, That's this, the thing that I don't like, get. Uh, he's been chilling for a month. That's the one thing I don't get is, and even in this one, like he's not a killer in this one, like. And the other ones, he killed for the fun or sport of it, almost, in the other ones, if that makes sense. He turned people into mermans. You know, he had all this stuff, and, like, the Three from Hell, there wasn't that... Baby was more of the killer than Otis was. The other big problem that this movie really has is they had a good force... They created all the really cool characters right off the bat. Uh, you have the warden is an asshole to all to both of them, and then you have the officer as well. And within fifteen to twenty minutes, they killed both characters off. Yeah, both characters off like real quick, and then it's just kind of they're on a a road trip, and then they're. In Mexico, the problem is they don't show Otis escaping prison. They didn't. They just they said don't show like how easy was it for them to get from Ruggsville, which is supposed to be by Haddonfield, to so by Illinois. So they get from Illinois to Mexico, and they don't show like is it hard to get there? And then when they're in Mexico, it's just kind of you're waiting for something to happen. I mean, it does happen. It's it just- happens like towards the end. And the problem, and I agree with most people online that have talked about this, is it's not what we really wanted. We wanted a more... It feels like an incomplete film. It feels like you have a really violent beginning, and you have a really violent end. And in the middle, it's like this empty space of just banter. There's even a scene that's just Otis and his brother... Playing cards. They're just playing cards, and the TV's on, and Baby's like, oh, I'm bored, so she smokes a joint, and then she packs up a backpack, and then she leaves. But then she kills somebody, but they don't show you her killing, so it's kind of like, this movie is really dialed back, compared to uh, Devil's Rejects. Which it's very hard when you have a very, when you have a trilogy and you have a really big standout movie. I will compare it to, it's not a horror franchise, but to the original Star Wars trilogy. You had Empire that was put up so high and was so critically loved. And then you have Return of the Jedi, which came out a few years after, but it wasn't the same impact that that was... I agree. And this movie, like me and CJ, <laughs> like we're waiting a whole year because we we went to Crypticon, and, Seattle Crypticon, and we talked to we talked to two people that were in this movie, and both people pumped us up, gave us three from hell bumper stickers, and we're talking about how great of an experience, and we had just seen 31, so we're like, oh, 31 was so cool, we went to the special showing, because we went to a special showing to see 31, mm-hmm. that, and then we went to Crypticon, and we were so excited, and they're like, oh, three from hell, 
So we waited a year. And then I was looking on upandcominghorrormovies.com and bloodydisgusting.com. And I was looking for, oh, when's the trailer going to drop? And then the trailer got me enticed. And I showed you the trailer. Mm -hmm. And then... The thing that was really weird for me was, like, at the end... It's so politically incorrect... But baby puts on like this headdress of a chief, an Indian chief, and she's going around bow and arrowing people out of nowhere. And I'm just like, this will. You said it was referenced in one of the movies, I guess, that she's a good archer. Yeah, they referenced it in like House of Thousand Corpses. But I mean, like, that was so. She's never done anything like that. I guess the tomahawk stuff too, but whatever. But it was just odd to me that she's going around with this this headdress of a chief shooting arrows at people and uh the other thing is i don't think the chemistry between uh otis and his brother and the wolfman yeah it wasn't there not quite i mean there was moments i know but but it's not like Spalding and Otis. Spalding and Otis have this really. I cool just wish Spalding died in a more. I think they should have made this movie like three years ago. You know, I wish that Spalding died in a more impactful way. If it, that makes sense, he's such the he's such a big character. Just to have him die, and basically, you only get this one itty bitty clipping of him saying like. Y'all are assholes, blah, blah, blah. Like, just condemning himself, basically. It makes you realize and how then, important he was to the trilogy. Yeah, and then he just, like, it was gone. Like, that was it. That one itty-bitty scene that he's just, like, condemning himself to the chair. And then a news clipping saying that he died. By a method that wasn't even available at that time. So, it just, I don't know. I wish that... Like I said, I wish that he got out and, you know, maybe, like, even told Otis, hey, let's meet back at the the Dragonfly house or whatever. Let's meet up. I'll, I'll, we'll meet Dr. Satan again. You know where to Some, go. It'd be nice Something to, to connect it back reference. to the first movie. Because there was no references to the other films. And so, because, like, his whole thing was to rescuing Baby. Was Otis's thing trying to get baby? Trying, you know what I mean? Like that was his yeah. purpose. So having Captain Spaulding going back to his hometown, and I know that we're not gonna get him again to play any roles because he died in real life. But to have his body found somewhere along the road, and even having it like an actual like news thing while baby and the guys were playing cards or whatever and babies all like I'm bored and having that news pop on saying Captain Spaulding found murdered you know and it would have been good it's just like you like you said you said there are no there's no quotable anything from this film no the only quotable thing that I really remember was from the second movie when he says I'm Satan. I'm here to do the devil's work. And in this one, uh, they're speaking to him because a random dude's chasing after him because they killed his dad or something. And uh, the 
girls that he's with is like, Satan's here. Satan's here to kill you. And he's like, I am Satan. I am Satan. So how can Satan be here to kill me? That's the only thing I really remember quote-wise. For me, like, I remember House of Thousand Corpses. He has, a, he has a famous line towards the end of the movie. The boogeyman's real and you found him. Mm-hmm. As he lifts up the face of... The, the dad. The, yeah, the girl's dad. dad, yeah. And in the second one, he has multiple lines. One of them is, um, the next words that come out of your mouth better be... Because uh, it's going it's to get etched on your fucking tombstone. Mm-hmm. It better be some Mark Twain shit because it's going to be etched on your fucking tombstone. And then the whole, I'm the devil and I'm, I'm here, here to, to do, do the, the devil's, devil's work. work. Which has been on so many quote lists ever since that movie came out. Yeah, this one doesn't have a lot. And like you said, they didn't really connect a lot back to the other people in the movies in the last one. Except for a very small snippet where it was with the midget guy and baby and the midget guy had brought... and she's talking about Tiny. Yeah. Which I understand why Tiny couldn't have been in there because the real actor passed away after Devil's Rejects was finished filming. But just... To end the trilogy, it just seemed kind of unclimatic. Unclimatic. Like, you're expecting this ball of fire to just end the series on a good high note. And and I know that they had a different way that they wanted to take this movie. But because of Sid Haig's death, untimely death. They had to go a different way. I know that's the case. I will say this is a perfect example of sometimes the sequels aren't as good as the what comes before it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll still own this movie. Like, we just, like, ranted on it. I like the movie. It's not my favorite. But I still like it, and I'll rewatch it. It's a very slow movie. Slow burn. Very slow burn. Um, like you get a, I don't know, I wouldn't say a lot of kills in the beginning, but I mean you get- Most of the kills in this movie are off screen except for the shootout at the end of the movie. Yeah. I will say if you're expecting Devil's Rejects, it's not Devil's Rejects, but it is better than like Lords of Salem. So it's- it's okay, but the hard part for me and CJ is before we saw this, we saw 31, and 31 was just... Mm-hmm. At some point, we'll have to discuss that in full detail, but that's like a balls-to-the-wall movie. I love that movie. Yeah, I want a sequel to that, but I don't think I'll ever get it. Because I really... I don't know. I want to know. I know you are... CJ Never wants, mind. CJ wants to know what happens next. Yeah, because I won't go into it on this one. On a later episode, we'll have to talk about 31. Yes, it is an awesome movie. I know um, Rob wasn't planning on it to being so big. It was just something that he filled his time with in between. It was a passion project Um, for him. You know, because he was... It was a fill-in thing that he he had. He was in the middle of tours and making albums, and he just really got the itch to do another horror film. 
And it's basically like the purge meets, what would you say? Um, I don't know how to explain it. Purge with a little bit of hostile thrown in there, I would say. Yeah, and it's like a game show. Yeah, it's like the purge and hostile, like, rolled into one. We'll go more in-depth into it. So if you guys haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's 31 by Rob Zombie. And if you have Shudder, you can watch it with and without the audio commentary on there. They have an audio commentary track. So, overall thoughts on... I like them. I want to own them. Um, I'll own all three of them. Which, um, would you say, if you were to... Just combine the whole story. Do you think it belongs in the echelon of some of the better, like, horror series? Sure. Well, I mean, like, would you put it up... (laughs) I'm just like, you just blew my brains. Okay, would you put, say, Devil's Rejects, would you put that up with some of the best horror films of the last decade? I would. Like, I I would put the whole series as a realistic horror yeah it's it's very realistic like this could actually happen i think that's why it scares people so much just like texas chainsaw massacre because that stuff can actually happen especially when you go by devil's rejects house of thousand corpses there is some shit in there that can never happen i don't know well i mean i don't know how legit the whole Dr. Satan thing but is. not even just that. Like, that whole thing of them, because it's four people, they get kidnapped, and, like, people are slowly torturing and killing them. Yes. And then they they think they get away, but they don't, and da 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 Like, that stuff can actually happen. Maybe not the Dr. Satan that's been around for a hundred years or whatever, but... The Devil's Rejects, to me, is something that's really... could severely happen, and there's... People fucking crazy enough that like Otis. Otis has a little bit of a Manson and Bundy thrown in there. It's a little crazy. But yeah, it's a it's a really good series. I've always liked it. And at least we can also say we did go to the Devil's Rejects panel. Yeah, it was we, a good one. And we were, were a and Sid Haig was there. There is only two people that were him. missing from the panel. But they were filming 31, I think, at the time. when They, we, they were we filming were do- 31. It just yeah. sucks that Rob Rob Zombie and Sherry Moon weren't there. Yeah. But, but yeah, we got to meet Sid Higgs. I think you even got a picture with him and stuff. So I got a picture with him and Bill Mosley. Uh, I I would put him in the top five. He was awesome. Horror, I, horror people I've ever met. He's not like he is in the movies. He's the one that plays Otis. He, he does is the movie so for his kids. Not like Otis at all. He's like the complete opposite. He's he so sweet. <laughs> is completely clean shaven, short hair, and dresses like a high school teacher. <laughs> yeah. It, and he was funny and nice. So, yeah, pretty cool peeps. So, we just wanted to come on here. This has been a good episode. You think? I think so. <laughs> That's an opinion point. <laughs> and as always, me and CJ will, we will see you next time. Yes. Bye. Bye.